Welcome to the Deeper Dive podcast. Each week we take a deeper look at the text we covered in worship on Sunday, and we do that by discussing things like historical settings, literary contexts, the way others before us have read the text, and our reflective approach to reading that same text. This podcast is a part of Calvary's Daily Connection, a place where Calvary shares something new each day to help you grow in faith. So we hope you check that out through Calvary's app or by going to connectwithcalvary.org. Well, today on the podcast, we're following up on a double portion of the fruit of the Spirit, looking at kindness and goodness today, That's both right. together. That's right, because they're related. I mean, they're. Um, I mean, you could relate all the fruits of the Spirit together, but these two were so closely related. I thought, let's just let's just pull them together. Um, one of the things I promised, or at least I said I might do, is to talk about um, uh, the the word goodness that uh, is used in this list of fruits of the Spirit is only used four times in the New Testament, and all of those times only by Paul. And I told you I would tell you a lot more about that. Sure. Well, there's that, that is unusual. Though. It is. I mean, uh, you know, there's not a large vocabulary in the New Testament anyway. Mm-hmm. I mean, there's there's enough to make it work, but a lot of things are repeated, and, mm-hmm. and especially, you know, theologically loaded terms like mm-hmm. that we would see more often than mm-hmm. this. So it is, I mean, four might sound like a lot, but it's, it, it's re- not. it really isn't. No, not at not all. all. And... Um, and they were always biblical, theological terms, never used in like a, a secular kind of context. Mm-hmm. Um, um, and so they were they were pretty specific word. I mean, that was a pretty specific word. And so, right. Um, and that Paul is the only one, yeah. the only writer who uses that. None of the gospel writers, none of the other yeah. writers of the epistle. It just it just seems um, a, a strange, yeah, strange coincidence. Yeah. Maybe, and we have no- maybe something, maybe nothing. We don't, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and we have nothing more to say about that because not, that's not, about. No, do you have anything to say, Isaac? Because I, you know, it's I just don't. This, other it's, than it's interesting, it is. I mean, other than you know, it when you talk about language in the New Testament, whenever you see something like that, though, that kind of a pattern where it's there's some exclusive usage right. within a single author, and it's not very much. Um, that is a moment to kind of try to see if there's something else behind uh-huh. that. Um, and so that's a good, that's a good method to, uh, to use to try to understand what's happening there. Um, but sometimes it doesn't yield much fruit. Sorry to make the, make the pun, but um, you know, there might be something there that might not. And that's the, I think that's the nature of interpretation and of language study in general is that we don't know everything that we don't know right. at this point. So, you know, we could uh, we could find some other documents uh, later from around the time that, you know, where that word is used a lot. And so that helps inform perhaps why Paul used it instead of other things, but we just don't have that right, right now. So right. it's right. kind of a, it's a question mark and that's okay. But it's a fun word study. And, sure. and yeah. as, as people read scripture and, and look into those kinds of things, those, you're right, those are kind of things to pull up and go, hmm, let's well, take a second look at that. Yeah. And it's one of the words that, you know, when we... Um, Good is translated. Other words are translated good right. in the New Testament, right. and so that, right. that's why it's strange. You know, it's like the word love in Scripture. Yes. You know, we have one English word for yes. you know several different kinds of um, Greek words. Same thing here. We translate a lot of different words as as good. Mm-hmm. So good mm-hmm. is a really large word for us, but yeah. not yeah. not here. Yeah, and so it helps us to understand that that um, we use good in a lot of different ways, and um, all of those ways are not fruits of the spirit. No, no, you know. So, yeah. well, it's. I find it interesting because um, 
Paul was writing to churches most most of the time churches he started mm-hmm. and he, I think part of it is he's trying to change a culture there mm-hmm. um, that um, evidently when you go previous verses to uh, uh, where 22 and 23 are he lists a couple of verses worth of some pretty low-level kinds of lifestyle right should i say it that way well let me just say uh, that this is here you go here's the list here's the list yep. the, and and he's talking about the um the acts of the flesh and and uh i really like uh let me before i do that let me go up to verse seven i'm in i'm in chapter five <laughs> i just love the way uh this is niv new international version but you were running a good race who cut in on you to keep you from obeying the truth <laughs> i love that who cut in on you you were doing just fine uh, and you can imagine someone who started a church and everything is going well and you know you leave and suddenly things go amuck and you go what happened um, and so was that the influence of some of the folks who came to Christ, uh, the influence of some of those who did not even have a Jewish uh, mm-hmm. kind of worship background or, or life to them? Uh, are they trying to go back and uh, go back to uh, uh, go back the to Egypt? To the, yeah, uh, it, yes, in, in a right. sense, go back to their old ways and try to integrate the two somehow. Yeah, certainly with the Galatian Church, that's yeah. kind of issue number one. Is typically, you know, this you have to be fully Jewish before you can be fully Christian. Uh-huh. Um, you know, in which in our context we have other, I think, variations of that. You have to be, you know, um, uh, fully this or that before you can be fully Christian, whether right. it's fully American or fully Republican or fully Democrat or right. fully whatever. Whatever, you know, Christianity is a subset of something else. Yes. And what Paul says is absolutely not. Uh, everything else is secondary. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So here's the list. Um, this is what Paul is is frustrated about. He's saying um, that the acts of the flesh are obvious: sexual immorality, impurity, and debauchery. Love that word; it just rolls off the tongue. Debauchery, uh, idolatry, and witchcraft. Hatred, discord, jealousy, fits of rage, selfish ambition, dissensions, factions, and envy, drunkenness, orgies, and the like. I warn you, as I did before, that those who live like this will not inherit the kingdom of God. And then, but the fruit of the Spirit is, and then he goes on to say, against such things, there is no law. (laughs) You can't legislate this. There There is nothing wrong with the things that I'm telling you that are for the fruits of the Spirit. Mm-hmm. You're not going to get in trouble for these. Mm-hmm. Um, but these other things, and when you let the flesh lead, you're going to be in big trouble. And that happens not only uh, – of course, he's talking to the church at Galatia. Right. So this is the kind of stuff that he's calling out brothers and sisters on. Yeah. I mean, that's a pretty heavy-duty list that he's just flat-out naming and, and – mm-hmm. We have this image, maybe we do, maybe we don't, depend on our experience with the church, uh, of this would never happen in the church. I can hear that being said numerous times, but the reality is it does happen in Mm -hmm. the church. Uh, And when we look at the list that was previous to the fruits of the Spirit, one would, would like to think those things are not present in the church. But the reality is, is he's talking to the church, so they are present in that church. Mm-hmm. And sadly, there's a lot of that present in other churches as well. And he's saying, this is not 
how we're to live. This is not the expression of Jesus in your heart. It's not the expression of a relationship with God. Uh, he doesn't really get into the law part of it. Uh, but, it, I mean, he's saying this is, this is so far off base. This ought not to be happening here. Right. Well, and it's not, it's not life-giving. And so mm-hmm. when he sets up that parallel of this is this is associated with the flesh, which can also be that that uh, section in in Galatians where he's referencing again circumcision, not to be too mm-hmm. too mm-hmm. crass about it, but but, yes, yes. but yeah, um, and that um, these things don't bring life; they're a part of the flesh, and that the spirit brings the life, mm-hmm. much like again we're formed out of the dust. Our flesh is not mm-hmm. enlivened until the spirit comes into it and makes it alive. So these things that mark death are these things that are associated, again, with this non-life-giving situation. These things that bring life um, are the things that are breathed into us. And, you know, that's very consistent language with, uh, you know, the Old Testament, the law, but it's not the law for Paul that he sees the law going askew. So Paul and the law, you know, is the weird... A weird relationship, well, to be so, sure. But <laughs> so it's kind of cool that yeah. he puts in there against such there uh-huh. is no law. <laughs> right? Yeah, um, it's and, a masterful, masterful argument that ties in all of these different things together. Mm-hmm. And uh, you know, he's so clever. He's just I a know clever guy. He is a good guy. Um, could be a little obnoxious, I would think, but that's okay. We love Paul. Yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know, um, one of the other things that. Um, um, I, I looked at and as I was as I was um, preparing this sermon this week is the idea that we have to be very careful about works righteousness and um, um, it, allowing the fruit of the spirit to be released uh, does not mean that we are trying to make points with God. Um, not trying to um, um, fill out our spiritual scorecard or something. Um, it's an expression, uh, and we have to, I think we have to be really careful about that um, and, and know that we um, are saved through faith and grace alone, um, not through our works. But as James said, you know, faith without works is dead. So um, it's just really, I think it's important when we think about, especially kindness and goodness, I think, um, those can really get into the realm of, um, well, I'm a good person, I'm a kind person, look at what I did, look at how many meals I took to people who were in need. Um, I I should get points. Um, and, And you said, Randy, that um, earlier, those those kinds of things that we talked about, the, the bad stuff would never happen in the church. And dare I say, this church, in every church, and works righteousness happens, this church, every church. Part of it happens because we, we have folks who have been saved by the blood of Jesus, but maybe not have been moved into a deeper into yeah. a deeper life. Now, that's yeah. one phase of it. The second phase is sometimes folks who have moved even into a deeper life. Uh, and, you know, he talks about in chapter 6, if I was to jump ahead, he talks about in chapter 6 about the fight that we have is not against each other but against powers and principalities of darkness. Um, that even for those folks who've been in the church for a considerable amount of time, we have to be on guard. Uh, chapter 6, he's telling them to put on the full armor of God so that you don't fall back into these sorts of traps and these sorts of uh, of exercises. And um, uh, 
I think I think sometimes the church has gotten itself. I don't want to say in trouble, but the church has has missed the point by making this list of acceptable sins and non-acceptable sins. Yeah. And if you're if, if you're Paul's good, list, you know. Yeah. If it's in um, Paul's list, it's bad. It's I've not. served in in places that. Uh, uh, if I was in the presence of somebody taking any drink at all, Alcoholic my drink. soul, right, my soul was in danger. Uh, or having smoked a cigarette, or having used even a f- foul word that it's no longer considered foul words. Yeah, and you Boy. were good if you didn't do those things. Yeah, you might have to leave the room here, Randy. I know. I know. <laughs> I might know. be a bad influence. I could be right. sure. I know. That's right. Uh, but. Uh, you know the goodness of God. I I like this definition that, um, and I th- I don't know whether you had it in a note or something. Uh, goodness is is directly connected to fulfilling the purpose of what God meant you to be. Yeah, yeah. Um, and, and I find that interesting. Mm-hmm. Um, I also then began to play in my mind, and I, I don't want to chase this rabbit very far, but can goodness for me be something different than goodness for you or goodness for you, using that as a definition? And so I don't think Mm -hmm. that's a full, complete definition of what goodness is. But somehow, goodness means that we are fulfilling Mm -hmm. and are pleasing. We go back to Romans, living sacrifices. Somehow, goodness is about reflecting God's goodness. Mm Um, and God's uh, unconditional love and God's grace and uh, somehow goodness fits into that. And I just think that whatever was going on in the church at Galatia, they were having some serious spiritual battles going on. Mm-hmm. Um, this the, the very last verse that we read this morning um, from Galatians anyway, uh, since we live by the Spirit, let us keep in step with the Spirit. Uh, let us not become conceited, provoking and, and envying each other. And I think that that was part of the issue there um, and is very easy to get into even in the church. But let us keep in step with the spirit. Um, I mean, I think that that's all, all. I mean, I think it's all about that, you know, um, um, and and uh, and as Isaac said earlier, something that gives life rather than takes it away and, and drains us. So. Um, I think that that's pretty good stuff there. Mm-hmm. I think sometimes we just simply need a reminder. Let's, mm-hmm. you know, moms and dads would say, oh, "You be good." When we get to the place that we're the mom or the dad or the grandpa or grandma, we may not have anybody that says to, says to us, "Now you're going out today. I want you to be good," mm-hmm. <laughs> with whatever expectation of that is. And and I think that's sometimes just good to hear from the Lord. He says, "I, I want you to be good today. Mm-hmm. I want you to." not cause a ruckus or not talk badly or whatever we attach to goodness to be. I raised some sarcastic kids. I don't know where they got that, but um, <laughs> they. Um, I, and Justin got to the point where I'd say, be good. And he goes, nope, I'm not. I'm going to be bad in every way. So see you later. You know, so uh, that was of no use for me uh, to share that with him anymore. So, um, but yeah, it's, it's, it's good stuff, folks. Isaac, what you got, buddy? Uh, nothing. No, I, I think this is um, 
I think this is one of those great moments again to kind of piece together, you know, Paul's larger argument in yeah. Galatians, and you know, we haven't quite had the opportunity to do that right. maybe up until this point, and so I think that's good. If you haven't, if you haven't kind of uh, meandered through Galatians recently, I think that's probably a good idea for mm-hmm. you to do. It's a short book. It, mm-hmm. um, it it's fairly accessible. I think just kind of on its on its face. There's a lot of things that, you know, are helpful, you know, with background and things like that. But still, I think, you know, reading it in 21st century North America, I think you get the idea um, pretty quickly. And it really, I think, helps set the stage for, you know, his discussion of what is this life-giving spirit that that bears these life-giving things, right. you know, that we're calling fruit. Right. Right. And, um, yeah, if you haven't done that, I, I would I think that's a encourage good idea. you to do that. Yeah, yeah. good idea with the extra time that you'll have because we're going a little bit short today. That's so, right. That's right. There you go. You can reclaim that. <laughs> so uh, we, do, we do thank you for listening today. And uh, if you have uh, questions or want to participate in uh, the discussion in, in some way, you can uh, hit us up on Facebook or Twitter or email or uh, any of those ways that you can get a hold of us. And uh, we'll be back next week with a deeper dive into... Self-control? Is that what you have next week? I do. No. No. no I have faithfulness next Faithfulness. Week. I yeah. have faithfulness next Self-control week. will be coming. I was going to say Not faithfulness, yet. and then I went, ah, uh, yeah. it's faithfulness. It is faithfulness. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Well, until then, grace and peace. Mm-hmm.